This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. That Jesus came to heal the whole person, spirit, soul, and body. I'm so glad for that. I'm so glad that God didn't just, you know, come to redeem part of us and the rest of it, we're on our own. I'm so glad that His grace extends to every part of our life. Amen? God wants us well. He wants us whole. And we've been talking about that quite a bit. Today we're going to talk about and share some things before we pray for people today about receiving your healing. Receiving your healing. You know, there's no need to struggle. I I, I don't know where this came along. You know, somewhere down through church history, we we separated uh, salvation by faith through grace, the forgiveness of sins and the new birth. We separated that from healing, which is also by grace through faith. I, I don't know why we did that, but we separated it. And it caused us to think that somehow that healing was an add-on, that, w- that was something extra that only the very spiritual could get, or those with, you know, perfect faith, or those that somehow, you know, God willed for some to be well and some not to be well. You know, and, and I don't know where we came up with that idea, because, you know, we're very clear on this from the Scriptures. How many believe God wants everybody to be saved? Even if they're not saved, He wants them to be saved, doesn't He? You know, and somebody says, well, if God wants, you know, everybody to be healed, why, aren't every, why isn't everyone healed? Well, I, you know, all I can say is God wants everybody to be saved. Why isn't everybody saved? There's a lot of different reasons which we, we really can't get into. So I want to share some things uh, from the Scriptures. And let's, let's begin by looking over in Ephesians, if you have your Bible with you. I will be reading this, but in Ephesians 2, it's always good if you can read it from your own Bible, isn't it? And that way you won't think, okay, is the pastor reading this right? You'll have it right in front of you there. Ephesians 2, verse 8, very familiar scripture. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Now, we've talked about that word saved there. It's a Greek word, S-O-Z-O, sozo. And it means forgiveness. It means healing. It means protection. It means deliverance. It means blessing. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big word there, big meaning, and it really covers every aspect of human life. That's the word for salvation. You know, a lot of times, again, we say salvation, we limit it to just forgiveness of sins and a new birth. Now, that's important, absolutely, that's primary, but it means more than that. And if you look in the Scriptures for yourself, you can look that up in Strong's or any good, uh, 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 you know, uh, Hebrew dictionary or whatever, you can see what the meaning is there. But here's what I want you to understand. We could read it this way and not change it. For it is by grace that you have been healed through faith. And that not of yourselves, not of works, lest anyone should boast. What I want us to see is that everything we get from God is by grace. It's by grace. Through faith 
And that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. So I want you to understand, healing is a gift. You don't have to struggle for a gift. You just have to receive the gift. And the way we do that is by faith. Amen? This word grace here, uh, it comes from a Greek word too, charis, C-H-R-I-S. And it means benefit. It means favor. It means gift. It means liberality. And it means pleasure. So, you know, if we were reading this, you could say, for it is by grace or by benefit, it is by favor, it is by liberality, it is by pleasure that you are healed. So it's God's pleasure for you to be well. I mean, if you have children, I've got children, grandchildren, I mean, I mean you want your children sick. Nobody does. Well, Jesus said, if you, being natural and, and evil, know how to, to give good gifts and you desire good gifts for your children, how much more will the Father, does the Father want good things for His children? Amen? I'm telling you, the God I've experienced, and I don't claim to know it all by any means, but you know, the, the God I've experienced is a God of love. He's a God of forgiveness. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of grace. He's a God of healing. Wow. So salvation, according to the Scriptures, is a package of which healing is a part. You know, you ever gone on a vacation or something? Pack your suitcase? Well, you know, depending on where you're going, if you're going down to the beach or if you're going up to the mountains, but, you know, you have one suitcase, but in that you've got all kinds of different things, don't you? You might pack something to sleep in. You might pack some, if you're going to the beach, some flip-flops to wear or, you know, some shorts or a swimsuit. you got all kinds of things in the suitcase, but you may have just one suitcase. And so we can look at salvation as the suitcase, but packed inside of that is forgiveness of sins, the new birth, healing, forgiveness. There's all kinds of things in God's suitcase of salvation. And I think if we would look at it that way, it would help us. Amen? And so what is the most important ingredient on our side? Look in Romans 12. Now we know that God, we've already looked at this, and so I, I, I don't have time to reiterate it, but it, you know, in, in Isaiah chapter 53, and then we, we looked over in, in Matthew and Peter, and Paul talked about it too, that Jesus, as the suffering servant, He, he bore our sins, but He also bore our sicknesses and our diseases. And he's, the Bible says, by His stripes we are healed. By His stripes we are healed. So, God has already provided through His grace. He's already provided through Calvary. He's already provided through the shed blood of Jesus Christ and the stripes that were laid on Him. But now it's our part on our side to receive it. And how do we do that? By faith. We must, you must, if you're des desiring to receive healing, you must exercise your faith. Now, i got good news for you. As a believer, you already have the faith you need. Look here in, in Romans 12, verse 3. Here we are again. I love this. For by the grace <laughs> given to me, I say to every one of you, he's speaking to believers, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. One translation says God has given to each of us the measure, our measure of faith. 
I mean, if you're a Christian, you have to have a measure of faith because we're saved by faith, aren't we? And he said over there in Ephesians, that faith is, is not of yourself. It's a gift of God. God gave you that faith. When you heard the gospel, faith came. And that faith is still in there. And that faith will still work for you. That faith will receive healing just, as, just like it received, uh, you know, the forgiveness of sins in the new birth. You know, one day Jesus was in a place and there was a man, you know, of course you, you, you probably remember the story. He was let down through the roof. Remember that? particular story and as Jesus he was let down through the roof Jesus said you know he said son he saw their faith he said son your sins are forgiven and all the religious people got stirred up the legalist who can forgive sins but God and Jesus said this he said which is easier you know to say your sins are forgiven or to say to rise up and walk isn't that right well we know this isn't the new birth, isn't that the greatest miracle God will ever do in your life? Absolutely, isn't it? It's the greatest miracle you will ever receive. It's the forgiveness of your sins and the new birth and to be a child of God and escape hell and heaven to be your home. I mean, that's, isn't that, I mean, that's, wow, that's great. Because, I mean, you know, God doesn't want you to, but you can, go, you can go to heaven sick in your body, but you can't go to heaven sick in your spirit, can you? So that's the greatest miracle. Well, if that greatest miracle comes by grace through faith, how much more? Healing. If you receive the greatest miracle God has for you that way, how much easier would it be to receive healing? Because what? The same faith that saved you, that same faith can receive healing for you. Amen? But you must exercise faith for yourself. We base our faith for salvation, forgiveness of sins. We base that on what? On what Jesus has done, not on what I've done. Have you ever maybe shared your faith with someone, you know, and, and they really struggled in that area because they just felt like, you know, they tell you, I'm just so unworthy. I just, I've done so much wrong. I mean, how could God possibly forgive me? I've just been so, so bad and everything, you know. But because they were, they were thinking that salvation had something to do with what they had to do. Aren't you glad it's not? Boy, I am. I could raise both my hands. I sure am glad. It's a free gift. It's by the grace of God. I sure am glad. Aren't you? So the same thing's true about healing. I don't base it on what I've done or what I can do. It's based on what Jesus has done, what Jesus has provided. And the faith to receive it, that's from God too. So I know it'll work because God don't give no junk. Amen. God don't give you no broken down faith. He gives you His faith. He gives you God kind of faith. He gives you faith that can receive. Amen. Look over here just a moment. Let's look at what Jesus said in Mark 11 about our faith. Jesus is speaking here, and it's, it's, this is a tremendous insight that you can gain here. And, of course, this is the words of Jesus, so we know it's got to be right on, hasn't it? It's got to be exactly right. Verse 23, Jesus says, have faith in God. That's the basis for all our faith, isn't it? In God. That's where it starts. That's my foundation. Because I have faith in God, I've received salvation. And in that salvation, He's given me what? A measure of His faith. So that's my foundation. 
He said, truly, Jesus is speaking, truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea but doesn't, and does not doubt in their heart. Where's your heart? That's the inward man, isn't it? That's the inward man. Doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, now he's going to tell us about prayer. Because of this principle of faith, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, whatever. I mean, you know, that's, that's carte blanche as far as what, what's a whatever. It's anything that's got a name, isn't it? Whatever. Of course, we understand that has to be in alignment with God's Word, doesn't it? We know that, you know. Some people, you, you know, sometimes you read this, people get all kind of crazy ideas. Whatever don't mean that you can have somebody else's wife or husband. That's not a whatever. I, I just, you know. <clears throat> well, you know, sometimes people get ideas. I don't know. You know, you know. It, it doesn't mean that you can have somebody else's house. That's called coveting. That don't work. Okay. Well, I know, I, uh, and I'm not, I'm not thinking that you guys are dumb or anything. Please don't look at it that way. But, I, you know, after 40-something years, you can be surprised what some people can come up with. Whatever you ask for in prayer, we understand that. And, of course, we've established already that healing is a part of the whatever. Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Now, here's the thing. Notice what he said. First you believe you receive it, then you have it. See, this is where, I don't know why, but this is where people get uh, kind of tripped up when it comes to receiving healing. They pray, but if they don't feel any different, if it doesn't look any different, then they say, well, I guess God didn't, didn't want to heal me. Now, you know, if you've ever dealt with people in salvation you run across that sometimes when people will pray, you know, and believe, just like the Scripture says, God does a work in their life, and the next day they call you up on the phone and say, you know what, I, I don't think I'm saved. I just don't feel like I'm saved. I just, I, you know, I just, I woke up this morning, I just, I mean, I'm feeling blue. I'm feeling like, you know, I, I don't know. God couldn't, I don't think, I, you know, and they're basing it on their feelings. You ever dealt with anybody like that? And, you know, what did you do? You went back to the Scriptures. You didn't get mad at them. They're babies. You, you went back to the Scriptures and you showed them again where Jesus paid the price for their sins, that God's not willing that any should perish, that whoever would call on the name of the Lord and believe in their heart, they can be saved, that we base our faith on what Jesus has done, what God's Word has said, not on our feelings. Isn't that true? Man, I'll tell you what. You know, feelings are, uh, we lived in South Florida for a long time. The weather down there, they say, if you don't like the weather, just wait a while. It'll, it'll change real quick. Feelings are that way, aren't they? You ever gone to bed? And I mean, everything, I mean, you're just, I mean, as far as feelings go, you're on top of the world and you get up the next morning and they're all over the map. <laughs> Nothing really happened. No earth shaking thing. Just, you know, that's the way feelings are. The least little thing can affect your feelings. So we don't base our faith on our feelings, do we? And, and when it comes to healing, we don't base our faith on our feelings. We base our faith on what? What God has said, 
I believe I receive, then I shall have it. My part is the believing. The shall have it is God's part. See, when we get in troubles, we try to do God's part. I mean, that's a little bit over our pay grade, isn't it? <laughs> you try to do God's part, you're going to strip a gear. Because you're just not built for that. But here's the thing. We know this, God's faithful, isn't He? When I believed on Jesus as Savior, God was faithful to save me. He was faithful to save you, wasn't He? Well, you didn't save yourself, but you did have to believe. And so here's the thing. So for healing, first I believe, I receive it. I believe in the faithfulness of God. I believe in what He's provided. I believe in His grace. I believe in the faith He's put in my heart to receive. So I believe I receive it. Then it's up to God for me to have it. He does the having part. Hallelujah. In other words, He does all the heavy lifting and we get the free gift. Amen. My grandson's coming next week. Oh, boy. I'm going to go all grandpa on him. <laughs> probably, probably his parents are going to think, you know, like that commercial. Hey, did you think you might have went overboard a little bit? And they're like, why? What are you talking about? Man, I'm telling you. I got to get in all I can get in while he's here. Spoil him as much as I can. You know, I, I want to do that. You know why? Because I love him. That's my grandson. That's my, that's my grandboy there. <laughs> you know, think about how much God loves you. He wants the best for you. Isn't that true? And the best is not that you're sick. He wants you well. Amen? The best is He doesn't want you depressed. He wants you to have peace. He wants you to have joy, doesn't He? Sure He does. That's what He wants for you. Settle that in your heart. Settle that in your mind. Now, uh, if you will, you're right there, Mark. Turn over to Mark's Gospel 5. Now, I won't read all of this. I would encourage you to go back and read it as you have time. But in verse 24, I mean 25 through 34, it's the, the story of Jesus, you know, Jairus, remember Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue, his daughter was at the point of death. He had come to Jesus and said, please come lay your hands on my daughter that she may live. Remember that? I'm sure everyone does. And on his way, there's a crowd following him. I mean, nothing unusual about that. Wherever Jesus went, there was a crowd. <laughs> right? You know, that's a good thing. Jesus is a very attracting personality. When we lift him up, he said, all men's going to be drawn to him. Isn't that right? So he's on his way. You know, the crowd's around him and everything. And, you know, I'm sure he's getting jostled. And, you know, people are bumping into him and everything. And there's a woman, you know, that's had a, a sickness and disease in her body for 12 years. It says that she'd gone to every physician. She spent all the money that she had. The physicians had done the very best that they could, but she was getting worse and not better. Well, that sounds up to date, doesn't it? And, and just a side note here, you know, we're all for what good doctors can do. Are you listening to me? You know, it's not us versus them. It's us versus him, speaking of the devil. 
He came to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, I don't think we ought to fight anything that's doing good. Are you listening to me? So anyway, as he's going along, this, it says about this woman, it says that when she heard of Jesus, when she heard of Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Now, here's the thing. It says, when she heard of Jesus. So what do you think she heard about Jesus? She must have heard he was a healer. Because she said, if I can just get, get and touch his, it, just his cloak, just his clothes, I'll be healed. So she was thinking about healing at that point in her life, wasn't she? That was what was paramount in her heart and her mind. She wanted to be well. And you know, we'll read here later, Jesus didn't rebuke her and say, how dare you want to be well? What a selfish thing. No, we're going to see he commended her faith. So she heard that Jesus was healing. She heard that he was a healer. In Acts 10.38, Peter's preaching the first sermon to the Gentiles, Cornelius in his house, and he says, you know about Jesus of Nazareth. He said, you know you've heard of him. You've heard stories about him, how he went about doing good, healing all those oppressed by the devil. Well, all, all that oppression would include what? Healing too, isn't that true? Sure, forgiveness of sins, deliver, deliverance from oppression in their minds, but also healing for their bodies. So anyway, this woman came, and it says she touched him, and as soon as she touched him, immediately her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was Freed or whole from that sickness. So here's why I say your faith is so important. Your faith is so important. Because notice what Jesus said. He said, you know, Jesus realized that the power had gone out of him. He turned around and he said, who touched me? And his disciples saying, what do you mean who touched me? All these people around you are bumping into you. But he kept looking around. In verse 33, the woman, knowing what had happened, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. Now, look very carefully at this statement Jesus made. He said to her, daughter, daughter, your faith has healed you. Well, we know it was the power of Jesus, right? But Jesus said, daughter, your faith has healed you because it was her faith that connected her need to his power now here's the thing if her faith could make her healed by connecting to his power your faith can make you whole if you'll connect to his power because doesn't Hebrews 13, 8 say that Jesus Christ is the same? Well, if He's the same, He would have to be a healer, wouldn't He? I mean, doesn't the same Calvary save us that saved the people at the beginning of the church age? Peter, Paul, all those, we were saved the same way they were saved, weren't we? We have the same Savior. We have the same salvation. The same blood that was shed for them was shed for us. Isn't that right? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Wow. Listen, 
get this in your mind. God is no respecter of persons. He loves you just like he loved this woman with the issue of blood. He loves you just like he loved Peter, James, Paul, Apollos. <laughs> Any of those that we read about in the Scripture. He loves you the same way. Isn't that true? He's not a respecter of persons. So if her faith could make her whole, your faith can connect today when we pray to Jesus' healing grace. Healing grace. Over and over, we don't have time. I would encourage you, read through the New Testament and see how many people that Jesus healed and how many times so many of them would cry out to Him, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy. See, mercy is getting, you know, something that I did not earn. (laughs) Maybe you haven't done everything just right. Maybe in your mind you haven't been, quote, unquote, the perfect Christian, whatever that is. We're not perfect, but the Bible does say we're complete in Him. So, you know, the best way to look at yourself is in Him. Because I look a whole lot better in Him than I do just looking at myself. So, He wants you well. So, it is His grace and His mercy that will heal you. Amen? Now, one other thing. We're going to pray here in just a moment for anyone who would like prayer for healing today. You know, we see in the Scriptures... And you can look, well, let's look over in Luke 17 just because it's an example. There are other examples too, but we'll look at this one. You know, healing at times may be immediate in your body, or at times it may be progressive. Didn't Jesus say over there, He said, They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall what? You know, if you've ever gone to the doctor and maybe he diagnosed whatever it might have been wrong with you or whatever, and he says this, he says, you know, here's the thing. He says, here's the treatment we're going to do. You know, he said, I'm going to prescribe something. He said, you take this, and you know, in such and such a period of time, he said, we're going to monitor it, but in such and such a period of time, you will recover. So you leave his office. You sit down in your car or whatever, and you think, man, that doctor, I thought he was supposed to, I thought he was going to help me. I'm just as sick now as when I went in to see him. I don't feel a lick better. Oh, I know he's sitting about taking that medicine, but I don't think I'm going to bother to go. I mean, I got to go to the drugstore, and I got to, I mean, I got to deal with the pharmacist, and then I got to remember to take this stuff. I hope you don't do that way. We don't, do we? We don't get a, we don't, we're not all mad at the doctor and think he's some kind of quack because we get back in our car and we're, our symptoms are no better. We don't feel any better, do we? <laughs> well, let's at least give Jesus as much <laughs> as we give the doctor, amen? <laughs> let's give him as much a chance as we give the doctor. That, that sounds fair enough, doesn't it? So sometimes it's immediate, sometimes it's progressive. And Luke 17, let's look in verse 11. It says, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. 
And as he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, as they went, they were cleansed. As they went. Now, I don't know how far they went, but they went some distance. <laughs> There's another incident. We don't have time to read it today, but it, it was one man who was blind. Jesus led him outside the village he was in. Remember that? Now, here's the thing we need to understand. Doubt and unbelief can hinder the working of God's grace in your life. Can you get somebody saved who's not willing to believe on Jesus? Well, why not? I mean, God can do anything. He has all power. Jesus paid the price. Why can't He just automatically be saved? Because God has set it up that we must exercise faith. He that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. When we believe on Him, we receive the grace benefit that He has for us. There has to be faith exercised. You say, why? I don't know. Talk to God. That's over my pay grade. I didn't set this up. This is a wonderful program. I mean, this is a wonderful plan. God's got it all set up. He says you have to exercise faith. He's a faith God. And so it says, you know, uh, this man he led outside the village, you know, and prayed for them. See, sometimes you get around, you know, a lot of unbelief and doubt. It's hard. To, it's hard to stand. You know, we come here and everybody's a believer, and, you know, and I talk about healing and you're all pumped up and you, you know, but you go home, maybe your family, you know, maybe they're not saved or, or maybe they, they haven't seen, got the insight about Jesus being the healer and they start talking all this stuff. Well, you know, God don't do that. Do you feel any better? Well, no. Well, I'll see there. The next thing you know, they've talked you out of it. <laughs> so sometimes it's instantaneous, sometimes it's progressive. So we need to, what, we keep the switch of faith turned on. One last scripture here, and then we're going to pray. Proverbs chapter 4. Turn over there. I call this the Holy Scripture RX right here. A prescription. Not that I'm giving you one, but I'm showing you one in the Scriptures. I'm not a doctor. And, and I can't heal you either. Only Jesus can heal. I'm just a man like you. Chapter 4, verse 20. Listen to what he says. My son, pay attention to what I say. <laughs> Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Back to my example about a doctor. You went to the doctor. He said, okay, this is what's wrong. You know, maybe something just, maybe it's just an infection or something in your body. He said, now, he said, I'm giving you a prescription for this antibiotic. He said, you take these pills, you know, uh, three times a day for a week. And he said, it'll clear it up. 
So you go and you buy the pills, and you set them right there on the nightstand. Every time you go by, I say, boy, I'll tell you what, see them pills? The doctor said, you pick them up, you read the label, you hold them in your hand. But how many of you know if that's all you do with them, they're never going to benefit you, are they? You have to follow the directions. You have to actually uh, take them into your body for them to be effective. Isn't that right? See, it's not enough for you to say, well, I know God can heal. God can do anything. I know those pills if I, you know, the doctor said. <laughs> but it's amazing when it comes to spiritual things that, you know, we, we seem to throw our common sense out the, the window. When he says right here, this is the directions. He said, if you will pay attention to my words. In this case, it would be healing words because that's what, you know, that's what I'm needing. And so I, I pay attention to those words. I, I keep them in my heart, my inner man. That, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Romans 10, 17. So, you know, the woman with the issue of blood, when she heard, <laughs> her faith made her whole. Your faith can make you whole. But you need to follow God's prescription. Even after we pray today uh, and come into agreement and pray the prayer of faith, you need to what? Follow the prescription. Find the scriptures that have to do with healing and feed on them daily. I'm telling you what, if... And wouldn't it be wonderful? I'm all for this. What if they came up with, you know, some medicine that you could take? And, you know, if you would take this medicine diligently for a period of time, it's this new wonder drug. It heals anything. Cancer, TB, blood disease, rheumatoid arthritis, kidney disease. I mean, wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Wow. You think you'd take it? Oh, yeah. One, one last, turn over to Matthew real quick. We're going to pray. I, I'm just trying to encourage your faith. Listen to this. This is the reason I say that Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every sickness among the people. Every sickness, every disease among the people. So today... We're going to pray, as the Scriptures injunct, have, have directed us. Jesus talked about praying. Now, we're going to pray the prayer of faith. I'm going to pray it up here. Let me just give you some instructions for everybody that may come. And we're going to do this in an orderly fashion and do it so that everybody feels comfortable about how we're doing it. But we're going to pray. And, you know, when you're up here and we're going to show you how to come. But when you're up here and I just pray for you, now I'm not going to touch you. I don't have to touch you. I'm not the healer anyway. Jesus is. 
but as a, but as a, a, an act of your faith, we have you just come up here and stand. And you say, I'm, you know, Jesus is my healer. You're just like the woman with the issue of blood. She came a long ways. All we're asking you to do in just a few minutes is come a short ways. But it's what? It's an act of faith, isn't it? It's saying, you know what? Jesus is my healer. He's my Savior, and He is my healer. And I'm coming to receive by faith through grace the free gift of healing that Jesus has provided for me. So when you come up here, I'm going to pray. But when I say amen, that's the time for you to begin to believe that you receive. Now remember, we do the believing that we receive. God does the having part, doesn't He? He's the healer. Everybody say this with me. Jesus is the healer. Absolutely. So when we say amen, we believe it. Remember, believing always precedes having. It did with your salvation, and it will with your healing. And then, as I've already said, you guard the words of your mouth and what's in your heart. And let me just make this observation too. You can receive with faith in your heart even though you may have doubt in your head. Jesus said, let me remind you what He said. He said, whosoever shall say and not doubt in his heart. He didn't say doubt in his head. He said doubt in his heart. Your mind may be running 90 miles an hour. I don't know, this don't make no sense to me. Because most of the time, we're living in the natural realm. But we got to switch over, amen. Now, that is if we want to receive from Jesus. And now let me say this too. If, if you're taking medicine, if you're going to the doctor, listen, you stay on your medicine. Don't you get off until you know that you're healed. And if you feel in your body that you healed, you go let your doctor go to your doctor and let him say, hey, you know what? You don't need this anymore. Don't don't be. God didn't tell us to throw out our head. He just said, believe with our heart. We receive with our heart. Are you listening to me? Did you hear what I said? Okay. Because I, you know, I've learned in times past you pray for people, you know, and they just, you know, they want to throw out their medicine, that's it. Well, if you believe that you're healed, go let your doctor confirm it. Because if it's real, he'll confirm it. And he'll tell you, you don't need that anymore. Then you can come back and give us a testimony. And boy, I'm telling you what, we'll shout with you. Amen. So here's how we're going to do it. We're going we're gonna to ask. We're going to get two, four, six, eight, two in front of each section. Okay. First of all, everybody that you're, you're, you're wanting to re- receive healing today, would you just stand up so we can get an idea of who we're praying for? Okay. 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 So here's what we're going to do. All right, we're going to start in each section. We'll start at the front. Okay. You guys, if y'all would just come up. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.